0: This podcast is brought to you by lineupmedia.fm.
1: It's time for another unbiased, in-depth episode of The Drop Podcast. Our focus is on the St. Louis Blues, but we also delve into other topics from around the NHL. So when the ref hands out that game misconduct penalty, tell him you don't care because you wanted to listen to the latest episode of The Drop Anyway. Here's your host, Lance DeScott.
2: Welcome once more for another episode of The Drop Podcast. I am so happy to be back for another Blues season. Everybody's excited about this season. Here on The Drop, we'll keep you posted on all the highlights, everything going on with the Blues, game recaps, anything big that comes up, any news, any players that are playing bad for a long stretch, any guys that are playing great for a long stretch, We'll have some special episodes about that. We'll have some special episodes about what's going on around the NHL. It's going to be another great season of the drop and for the Blues. Everybody's wondering, will the Blues get off to a quick start? Will it be a slow start? Well, one thing I tell a lot of people when they ask me, is that going to happen, Lance? You got to remember, guys, there is a ton of new players on this team. I believe somewhere around eight or nine guys are no longer here. That's a large amount of your team. There's a lot of new faces, a lot of young guys coming up that are going to have to step up. It's going to take some time for these guys to gel. I could see them being a little off and on at the first part of the season. But I could also see them going in the tank for a few games or possibly, uh, you know, really playing great and winning six, seven, eight in a row. When you have a lot of turnaround in your team, there's so many different ways it could go. I can't tell you exactly which way it's going to go. We'll have to wait and see after a few games, see if the Blues can be consistent, see if they're going to gel. Uh, We're going to get the answers quickly, I believe. And as I've always told you guys in the past, I like to take the season in 20 game spurts. Will I have an opinion after 10? Yes. Will I have an opinion after five? But I think you can see a lot about a team and how they're going to play how they make adjustments uh, every 20 games. And that's another key. Will Mike Yo make adjustments on the power play? One of the worst power plays in league history last year, and it cost him a spot in the playoffs. I think Mike Yo in the past has not been able to make adjustments in between periods when teams are taking stuff away. And I'm hoping another year, uh, you know, coaches learn every year. I'm hoping Mike has learned a few things from his experience in Minnesota and now with the Blues, and he can make adjustments into that power play and uh, in-game adjustments uh, during games. Let's go ahead and get into this game. Home opener, Blues Jets, all the renovations of the Enterprise Center. Everybody's excited. I've seen the renovations. They are awesome. This place is now a high-class arena for concerts, for basketball games, and, of course, for Blues hockey. The first period I thought started out well for the Blues. I thought it started out great. They put a lot of pressure on Connor Hellebuck, and he played really great in this first period. The Blues hit the post a few times. He made some very good saves. Uh, They just couldn't get anything past him, and the Stars need to step up, and they didn't step up for the Blues in that first period. They tried, but the main star for the Jets did step up. Patrick Laine gets the first goal at the newly named Enterprise Center, and he puts the Jets up one to nothing in the first period.
0: Shifley, last Ice, Wheeler, Shifley, Lyonnais, SCORES! Patrick Lyonnais! As the Jets' power play connects. one nothing. what a peg. Well, after a really dangerous chance,
3: a quick little pass from Kyle Connor into Shipley and in transition, how quickly they get this puck from defense and back into transition. Right at the blue line, nice little play to get that puck wide to Patrick Lyonet, I think this puck dies. He gets the shot off after not
2: having a goal in preseason. So after going scoreless in the preseason, the star of the Jets, Patrick Line gets his first goal of the year and of the regular season. Uh, that play happened because of a stupid, stupid penalty taken by Jay Bo Uh he, he needs to be better on the puck in his positioning, and you won't have to take these type of penalties. You should never have to hook a guy in an instance like he did in that play. That would be Patrick Liney, as I said, first goal, assisted by Shifley and Wheeler, and that was a power play goal, four minutes and one second into the first period. The Blues didn't give up a lot of times last year. You've seen them kind of fall apart when they would go behind, but that didn't happen in this game. I thought they had a great first period. Shots on goal even, 10 apiece, and, you know, that goal. Maybe Jake could have taken a little better position on it, but uh, I I guess you can fault him for it. He could have made that save, but it was a great shot by Patrick Liney. Going into the second period, the Blues needed to continue to put pressure on, and they did, and one of the newest players for the Blues, their huge acquisition, Ryan O'Reilly coming over from Buffalo, thought for sure he was going to have a goal this time, but Connor Hellebuck in the second period makes a great save, to keep the lead for the Jets, one to nothing. Back for Ryan O'Reilly. He'll go
0: across. Ice. Back for Ryan O'Reilly. Connor Hellebuck came across and got a piece of it.
2: Blues would outshoot the Jets 12 to seven in the second period. They had two power play opportunities. They just could not get anything past Connor Hellebuck. But after two periods, you're thinking it's one to nothing. The Blues have looked pretty good. Jake Allen's looked pretty good in my mind. I know a lot of people are definitely saying, oh, he for sure should have stopped that first shot. But like I said, yeah, he probably could have taken a little better position on it. But damn, it's Patrick Liney, one of the top goal scorers in the league. He's going to score goals like that against any goalie. So going into the third, we're looking positive. But just five minutes and 51 seconds into the third, the Blues had a power play, a great opportunity to tie this game up. But big mistake. Couldn't keep the puck in their end. Then the Jets took it down and put one past Jake Allen for a shorthanded goal.
0: Petrangelo for Perron goes cross ice, pick shot to the near side, and did Pelibuck come across and get that? Here comes Lowry shorthanded. Lowry in on goal, scores. Adam Lowry shorthanded after the Blues come on so close. The Jets have their first shorthanded goal of the campaign. Well, what a sequence
3: defensively. Let's start first in the D zone. Saved by Hellebuck to get across and then in transition. How about Adam Lowry jumping on that good speed through the neutral zone and he slides that right on the ice. Looking like he's going to raise that to the top corner. Slides it five hole. What a huge shorthanded goal by Adam.
2: So Adam Lowry unassisted five minutes, 51 seconds in. Blues are on a power play. Can't keep the puck in. Puck gets out of the zone. He comes down, breaks away, puts it past Jake Allen. Not Jake Allen's fault. The only reason I'm doing this and saying all this is I've gotten a lot of responses on my social media and in emails saying, you know, the sky's falling. Jake Allen's falling apart again. He gave up so many goals tonight. He looked bad, blah, 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 blah. Calm down, guys. This is a mental breakdown and a lack of focus on on the Blues power play unit so the Blues are down two to nothing still got a chance to stay in this game but man they did not stay in this game it fell apart after this and the Jets would get three unanswered goals to make it a five to nothing lead.
0: Dunn Stop at center race right hey, hey, hey. by Shifley out of the box is Kyle Connor. one shot on the power play Connor Wheeler scores! A play to the back of the net by the captain. And the Jets go bang, bang here in the third and have a three nothing lead. The timing is perfect. Wheeler's
3: gonna pop out of the block right to the back post, a good job from Kyle Connor.
0: Shifley puts oh this man, back in what? behind the St. Louis net. At the line, True, a shot, score! Deflected, I think Kyle Connor will get credit for this goal as the wrister from the line from Truba gets deflected in, and the Jets have a 4-0 lead with three unanswered. Bainey waits for it,
3: right there. He takes the pressure, and look what opens up. And a shot from the point and a tip net front
0: from Powell. A for Ross Levick and through for Tanev on the backhander. Save made, did that get across the line? Batted away by Thomas, and the Blues will carry it back in.
3: I think they're going to take another look at this, Dennis. I think I crossed the line.
0: Brandon Tanev will have his first of the year, and this will be a 5-0 game, and Robert Thomas knows what that horn means and knows it started with him losing his balance in the Jets' end of the ice. Yeah,
3: everybody at that Jets bench knows as well that that's a goal. as They're tapping Tanev as they all believe that he's got his first. What
2: a tough, tough third period for the Blues. It just all fell apart for him. That shorthanded goal, I think, took a little bit of the air out of them. To make it two to nothing, Blake Wheeler gets the next goal, his first of the year, second point of the game. Uh, Connor gets his first assist. Shifley gets his second assist. Made it three to nothing. Six minutes fifty-five seconds in. Quick, quick response back for the fourth goal. Kyle Connor gets another point. Gets his first goal of the year. Truba gets his first assist. Line A gets his first assist. Seven thirty-five in. And quickly, the Jets are up four to nothing. Brandon Tanev gets his first goal of the year. Rozlovic gets his first assist. Veselainen gets his first assist, 11 minutes, five seconds in. And very quickly, the Blues are down five to nothing. You're wondering if the Blues are going to respond at all. You're wondering if they're going to be able to get anything past Connor Hellebuck, even if they start playing great in the third period. Like I said, First two periods, they played very well. They fell apart a little bit in this third period. But you're wanting them to make some kind of response. They did get a goal, 14 minutes, 10 seconds in. Uh, Vince Dunn puts the Blues uh, on the scoreboard to make it 5-1. to one. And uh, finally, we get to hear the new Blues uh, goal song.
0: And cleared by Truba, not out. Kept alive by the Blues. In front to Bozak, tight angle in front again a shot a score pitch done gets the blows on the board well that's something to build on possibly too late in this game but still some good assertive puck movement Patrick Maroon paid some price in front of the net and when he's there you, you want to make sure you get pucks there towards the front of the net cause some commotion this is the end of it and I'm sure that Connor Hellebuck's legs were seasoned up by this time he made some great saves might have had this one too but it went off Josh Morris, he's
2: After a ton of pressure on Hellebuck, finally the Blues put one past him, and they get their first goal of the season, the first goal in the renamed Enterprise Center, Uh, the first goal of the game, Vince Dunn. And, guys, Vince Dunn is going to have a big year. Everybody's talking about the acquisition of Bozak. They're talking about O'Reilly. They're talking about Kyru making the team. They're talking about Robert Thomas. Uh, They're talking about uh, Perron coming back. And there are some people that are saying, oh, Dunn's going to have a pretty good year. I think Vince Dunn's going to have an awesome year. And he started it tonight with his goal. O'Reilly gets his first assist as a Blue. Bozak gets his first assist as a Blue. 14 minutes, 10 seconds in. 5-1, that's as good and as close as the Blues could get it. Let's go ahead and go over the stats of the game. The Jets go to 1-0. The Blues fall to 0-1-0. 25 shots on goal for the Jets. 42 For the Blues. And of course, like I said, Connor Hellebuck had a much tougher night uh, than uh, Jake Allen did. 42% faceoffs for the Jets. The Blues won 58%. Nice to see. Very nice to see. That's why we got O'Reilly. That's why we got Bozak. Power play, on the other hand, looked a lot like it did last year. Uh, They did have some spots, but uh, I wouldn't say it was a great power play for the evening. They were 0 for 4. The Jets, on the other hand, were one for two, plus had that shorthanded goal. Hits pretty even, 20 for the Jets. And the Blues, 18. The guys that were able to put some points on the board, uh, we have already went through them, but let's go ahead and summarize. Patrick Laine got a power play goal and an assist. Connor got a goal and an assist. Shifley got two assists, and Hellebuck made 41 saves. Dunn got the lone goal for the Blues. And the newly arrived Bozak and O'Reilly each got assist on that goal. Jake Allen got 20 saves. I know a lot of people are mad at Jake for this game, but I'm going to get into that after this uh, post-game interviews where we're going to hear, of course, from the new guy, Ryan O'Reilly, the old Blues player, well, it's not really old, Alex Petrangelo, and, of course, Coach Mike on this first game loss of the season.
4: Ryan, you put 42 shots on goal. Uh, it was just a case lack of finish. You did everything but finish tonight?
5: Yeah, you know, I think you know for myself, having that uh, he robbed me on the power play there, we score that it changes the game and you know, we break him a bit and things open up. But you know, he, he was getting lots of shots and he was feeling it and it was tough. It was tough to crack him and you know, it just it happens on the, some nights. But we got to push through it and find a way to put it in. How do you feel? Had that one on the on the second period? Yeah, it was it was an unbelievable pass by Vladi and you know I I didn't think he'd be there. I'm just trying to get it, get it in the quick you know, as quick as possible into the net and he comes across and. Makes a big, big save and took took a bit of wind out of the sails there. But I gotta give them credit; they, you know, they played well and you know they stuck with their game. And you know, we got we got to go back to work, tomorrow. Why do you think it
4: broke down there? It seemed, you know, third period you had a power play. They get the shorthanded goal and just they seemed to kind of roll after that. Yeah,
5: it was it was a tough play. You know, the you know the other unit was out there and you know had some great looks. And then one little play breaks down and you know they score on that and like they score on it and you know just takes like I takes the wind of our sails a bit there. But um, you know we gotta stick with it. You gotta you know, b- bounces happen and you gotta respond.
2: Is it more disappointing when it's opening night to see the five one?
5: Yeah. Oh well, obviously yeah, I think we're all disappointed. It wasn't the result we wanted, but you know, for myself it's you know, it's it's a good wake up call. You know, I gotta I gotta keep working harder. You know, I gotta you know, tomorrow I gotta put in the work and, and get ready for the next one here.
4: Ryan, you think you bring in, you know, a, a number of the new faces, it's just going to click right away. But is it just going to be a process, and it's not going to happen overnight for you guys? You just have to keep working together.
5: Yeah, you know, every day we have to keep getting closer. And, you know, if you look at that team over there, has been together a bit longer, and you see kind of they're just a little cleaner at times, and the guys know kind of can anticipate what their own players are doing a bit more, and you know that's kind of the level we want to get to. You know, we want to have that confidence with each other, and you can see that you, know, you can see there's tons of great plays we're making and great opportunities that are coming that. It's, uh, you know, we're very close. Alex, how did that uh, unravel there?
6: Uh,
4: Kind of beat ourselves
6: there. I mean, yeah, we gave up the shorthanded goal, but it's the ones after that that we got to kind of grab control of that. So I thought we were good up until that point. Uh, We had a lot of really good luck, especially on the power play. So when you're not capitalizing, you can't make those kind of mistakes. Seems like
4: kind of a common theme you had. Were games last year where you had chances, couldn't score? A lot, a lot of, some,
6: just got to bear down and find a way to score. I mean, it's just 40 shots or whatever we had. I mean, it's not the only reason why we lost, but I think early on, if we got a couple, I think things changed. So, um, got to stick with it. can't do what we did there, TM. It's the
2: tougher what? to take when it's opening night. Is it, I mean, they all it,
6: Opening it? night, whatever. It sucks either way.
5: They're a team that can do that, though. I mean, they can score. Well, they can the score.
6: I mean, I think they're pretty high up there last year but uh they give up a lot too you know we had a lot of really good chances so it's our job to capitalize on those especially at home when we have the matchups and we're changing the momentum of the game
4: some some people can think you make all these changes and everything's going to click instantaneously or is it just going to be a process here Uh,
6: it will be but um i know again i think we beat ourselves i think we did some good things especially on the power play i think. just got to stick with our game plan. It's not good enough, especially at home, losing 5-1 in the division. So I'm expecting a big response next time. Uh,
7: it's tough. It's you know, first game. Certainly not going to uh, uh, go overboard here with uh, you know what we're feeling. Obviously, it's disappointing. Um, you know, I think that there's a lot to learn from the game about our group and, and obviously playing against a good team like that, what what goes into winning games. I think we had some opportunities but didn't capitalize. But still, you know, we, we're we not going to just accept saying that at, at the end of a bunch of games this year. There was a number of points through the course of the game where we could have done things differently, better, um, and with a better mindset than we did that would have, uh, that would have served us well. Two, uh, you know, for two periods, it's, it's a toss-up awesome game huh? How would you say you well obviously it's it, it didn't take too long. It's it's a, it's it's a breakdown that turns into another breakdown that turns into another breakdown. That can't happen. You know, we we, we at a point when we needed to keep pushing and, and find another level to our game, we we took a step back.
4: Like how much at all not an excuse making, but how much at all can you
7: chalk it up to the guys still trying to figure each other out and get on the same page uh, Yeah, I don't know. I mean I'm I'm you know, again, I'm not. I'm, I agree. It's, we're not going to make excuses on that. I think that we've had enough training camp games, and maybe, maybe there's a little bit there. But I think more importantly is just everybody uh, as a group, the the entire team getting on the same page. You know, there's, there's definitely going to be some confusion when when you're turning pucks over because you're trying to make sort of a high risk play. If we get more on the same page of the direction that the puck is going, and and. Then we can read off each other better. Um, you know, too many east-west turnovers against a team that transitions and counters as well as they do, and you know we we pointed out just how well. They defend those situations. I thought that when we did get into the offensive zone, we were dangerous. And I thought that when we did get pucks in behind their D, we created some rush opportunities. But um, too many missed opportunities to play in the offensive zone because we're trying to make the extra play in the neutral zone or coming out of our own zone. And that's a, that's a recipe for losing hockey games. That first goal, which blew large for a while, did you consider looking at Yeah, it? We, we, we were looking at it hard. We couldn't get a good look at it and, uh, and couldn't get the view. And so it was tough. I mean, without knowing it's it's tough to make that call um, unfortunately, obviously, you have a little bit more time, you get a different look at it, but um, you know we were looking we were trying to stall, trying to do everything we could to uh, to get the view, but we couldn't get it Mike, uh, could
4: you pass some
3: yeah, they have
7: to be uh, passing in general he has to be better it's a tough it's a tough game if you you know if if you're just chasing the whole time you have to you have to bear down, you have to put pucks on the tape. And uh, and whether that's a men going back and executing and, and making plays under pressure or whether that's the wingers making plays off the wall. Uh, you know, we have our forwards, a low forward a lot of times going back in retrievals. You know, it, it, I, I think that that's an area that we have to be better. There's no question. We can't just uh, throw the pucks to areas and hope that... Um, that something good's going to come out of it. We have to make sure that we have a purpose in, in what we're doing, where we're moving the puck, and how we're moving it, and take pride in those little plays. That's that's what wins hockey games for you. It's all the little things through the course of the game. You know, ultimately it might be one breakout, um, you know, one wall play that that ends up being the difference. And that's what we have to make sure we have that mindset.
5: Give you the look you're looking for? yeah I think
7: that there was a good learning experience for them you know as far as a, a difficult game to make sure that you keep keep your head in it there is a couple points couple teaching points that that will make sure uh, that we show them and keep working with them. But uh, as a coach for me, I, I thought that they did what we were asking them to do as far as generating momentum, chances. Um, they certainly didn't look overwhelmed out there. Uh, again, there's, there's some areas that uh, that they made a few plays or a couple of reads that necessarily weren't, uh, weren't necessarily right, but they're not the only ones. We had veterans do the same thing too. What did you think of Jake tonight and how do you want him to respond? Well, I just want him to respond, you know, and, and I want our group to respond. That's the only thing that matters to me is, you know, it's an emotional game. You didn't get off to the good start, uh, and then next thing you know, chasing it, and then it all of a sudden it fell apart for us. There was, there was some good in the game, but not enough good to win the hockey game. And uh, and him, like our entire group, let's just respond, let's bounce back. That's what winning teams do. We lost a hockey game. It doesn't, uh, you know, it doesn't mean that uh, that... The season's over, obviously. It's the first game here. I didn't think we were going to go 82-0. and 0, But that said, there should be enough pride in the room to make sure that we look at what we didn't do properly, learn from it, and come back with a really, really strong effort next game. You guys gave up the shorthanded goal, but the power play seemed to generate a lot of buzz tonight. A lot more, a lot more movement, uh, a lot more action at the net. Uh, obviously, that, that's a critical moment. That's one thing that we have to... Uh, you know we have to get on top of this year is that we we can't just at the end of the night say that we that we had some chances we have to find a way to put the puck in the net and uh, and there's different ways to do that uh, so you know I, I think that we'll we'll look at it I think that when we were successful we were doing a lot of the things that we've been trying to incorporate and trying to bring in um, and that made us a lot more dangerous uh, but we have to learn from that and we have to make sure we find a way I, I think that we could have shot some pucks uh, with more purpose. I think that there was times where we had uh, opportunities uh, to to get pucks to the net, to take pucks to the net, to create off a shot, and we're trying to make the extra play. We're trying to make the extra uh, pass, whatever the case is. I also feel. Um, that when you get those opportunities, you have to hit the net. You know, we have to stop missing the net when you're getting a really quality opportunity. Too many times we're doing that, and, uh, and obviously it doesn't take a, a genius to figure out you're not going to score if you miss the net.
2: So what is my takeaway from the game? Well, first of all, Coach Mike is right. They had opportunities. They didn't take advantage of them. They missed the net a lot, and guys, what does that remind you of? It reminds you of what I've been saying for years about this team. I don't know if uh, it's a Blues thing, if it's <laughs> a City thing, or, or what it is, but this team has been uh, synonymous for missing the net for several years. I mean, I can remember several years back. Players getting open looks and missing the net. Guys trying to put shots on the net that aren't necessarily open, but they should have made it to the goaltender, or at least in front of the net. That's got to get better. Uh, I thought the effort was great in the first and second period. I thought there was times in the third where it was good, but overall in the third it was not good. Uh, they ran into a hot goaltender, which they seemed to do a lot last year. But uh, Connor Hellebuck made a lot of good saves that other goalies wouldn't have made. We may be talking about a 5-5 five to five tie going into overtime with this game. We, we could have very seriously been talking about that. The big thing is uh, a lot of the hate that I see for Jake Allen. And a lot of people think I'm a Jake Allen apologist, a Jake Allen defender. I'm not. Uh, The way I feel about Jake Allen is this. He's been with his team for years. He's had his ups and downs. He can play awesome. I mean, he can steal you a game. And then other games, he can lose you a game. Uh, There's just a lot that goes into this. I heard some comments about... uh, Well, you know, Jake gave up five goals. It's just ridiculous to give up five goals. Number one, you've got a good scoring team in the Jets. They've got a ton of talent. They've scored five goals on a lot of teams last year, four goals on a lot of teams last year. I would say, and I'm probably going to get beat up by this with uh, direct messages and emails to me that uh, two of the goals were Jake Allen's fault, I think, at the most, two. So let's look at that. Do the Blues win this game? If Jake Allen gives up two goals, because I feel like I said that two were his fault, do you still harp on Jake Allen giving up two goals? I think some people would. Some people would say he couldn't stand up to the competition against Connor Hellebuck head to head and that, uh, you know, he shouldn't have allowed those two goals. But guys, if he allowed those two goals, we still would have lost. If he would have allowed one goal, If he would have allowed one goal, we still would have lost. If he had allowed just three goals, we still would have lost. So don't blame this all on Jake Allen. You can say that Connor Hellebuck played great, and he did. He played very well. But you can also say the Blues did not take advantage of their power play opportunities. They did not take advantage of open looks. They did not take advantage of scoring opportunities. They just didn't. So combined with that, combined with Connor Hellebuck playing well, and combined with some mistakes, the penalty taken by Jay Bowmeister, huge mistake. It, it's, something needs to be done with Jay. He, he fell a couple times tonight, just doesn't look like himself, and I know he hasn't played in a while, and he's been hurt, and I understand that. You know, he's not played in regular season games for a little bit, but, uh, When are the Blues going to stop saying this guy is still a good defenseman? He's not. He needs to stay being a lower end defenseman in this this team and only play between 10 to 14 minutes. I'd say 12 to 14 maximum. If they try to play him 18 to 22 minutes a game, even 16, he's a liability with that many minutes at his age and coming off the injuries that he has. So I'm hoping the Blues look at that. I know they're going to say, well, we can't play these guys an extra four minutes. Well, you know, here's my look at that. If you play the young guys an extra four minutes uh, and they make a mistake, that teaches them something. They learn from it. If If Jay Bowmeister's in there for four extra minutes, then the 10 to 14 or 12 to 14 minutes I recommended, and he makes a mistake, he doesn't learn a damn thing from it. He's a veteran. So in my mind, give the minutes to the young guys, let them play, let them learn to play the game, keep Jay Bomeister out there on a limited basis. I think if you do that, he can be somewhat of a, a limited asset for the team on defense. He's going to start getting exposed, though, if you still rely on him and think of him as a top four defenseman, because he is not. And I'm not even sure at this time in his career if he's a six. I I really don't know what he is anymore. So, you know, a lot of people also, I was trying to calm some people down on Twitter saying, uh, you know, hey, guys, it's one game. Wasn't their best game. A lot of things happened. A lot of adjustments can be made. You know, do you want to lose? No. Do you want to say, oh, it was just the first game? No, that's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying it's just the first game. I'm saying it's just a game. And I got a few responses back. Well, it was just one game that kept us out of the playoffs. I'm sick and tired of hearing that. Just one game. So fan base out there, is what you're telling me is you're going to get ticked off and upset when the Blues lose a game. This is hockey. Everybody loses a game. Uh, I mean, my God. Two Stanley Cup champion goaltenders in Brayden Holtby and Matt Murray gave up a total of 13 goals tonight. Pittsburgh got seven. The Capitals got six. Are you saying that they're bad goalies? Are you saying that they're bad teams? Come on, guys. Teams have bad games. Do you wish the Blues wouldn't have had a bad game for the first game? Yes. Do you want the Blues to win their first game? Yes. But you want the Blues to win any game. This isn't the end of the world, and I know where people are coming from. They're frustrated from years of putting up with losing in the playoffs, not making it to the playoffs, stuff happening, promises being made, uh, you know, good moves being made that don't work out. I'm frustrated. But I think most of the people that listen to the show know me and understand me. If I thought this was the end of the world, I'd be saying it. It's not the end of the world. They can get over this. I think Winnipeg played a complete game. Even though they gave up some scoring opportunities, they played a complete game. Connor Hellebuck played a complete game. Uh, Jake Allen wasn't bad. Yeah, he gave up five goals, but two of them were his fault. You can argue with me that all you want to. But my question to you is, have you ever played goal? Have you ever played hockey more than once, twice, three times, a year or two? I played goal from the time I was a young kid up until, I don't know, 10 years ago, maybe a little less. So I think I'm pretty qualified as to look at a goalie and to make a judgment on what he's doing and what he's not doing right. So with that being said, they move on to game 2 of the season. To play the Blackhawks should be a great game. The Blackhawks have all kinds of issues. This team has new players. Like I said, eight guys, I believe it is, maybe nine. It's eight guys, I'm almost positive, aren't on this team anymore. They have a ton of new guys. They have rookies playing in this game. It takes time to gel. It really does. So give them some time, guys. This isn't your same team from the last two or three years with almost the same players. It's a different team. Did they make some of the same mistakes tonight? Yeah. But let's move on and get into the next game against the Blackhawks. With that being said, I want to thank everybody for joining me. If you didn't get to hear my interview with Grant Fuhrer, Go to droppodcast.com to check it out. Super, super nice guy. I think you'll really enjoy that. Until the next game recap or until something else big happens in the NHL or with the Blues, be safe, drive safe, be happy, give everybody the benefit of the doubt, treat others like you would want to be treated, and, of course, let's go Blues.
1: Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Drop Podcast. If you want to download this episode, past episodes, or subscribe to The Drop, you can find us online at droppodcast.com, iTunes, and iHeartRadio. You can follow us on Instagram at the.drop.podcast. For more information about Lineup Media FM or The Drop Podcast, email us at info at lineupmediagroup.com or lanced@droppodcast.com. at droppodcast.com. Until next time, let's go Blues!